Trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hey everyone, welcome back to Should I Buy It Though? And this week we are soaring through the sky, not as tin daddies, but as Iron Men. Boo. This week we're talking about Iron Man VR. I am Giancarlo Herrera. Who are you people? <laughs> I'm, I'm, Nick, I'm Nick Stark. TJ Berry. I'm Amanda Facosta. And I'm Tony Nick. What? Uh... <laughs> And today's episode is going to be a little different because today we really only have one reviewer, Mr. Benetatos, the Iron Man. Ooh. Iron Man Benetatos. Yay. All right. Uh, so that said, I guess I'm just going to shut up and I'm going to let Benetatos open this episode. Give us give us some of your first thoughts with uh, Iron Or give us your background because I think the viewers will be interested to hear... That you're the one who played it out of all of us. Uh, I give this game a B out of five. Really makes you feel like Iron Man. Okay, no, I have no i. I don't like superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that stuff. I'm not about the Madagascar cinematic universe or any of that stuff. I'm very Martin Scorsese. You know, they're just like cheap theme park rides. Like they're cute, but I don't. They don't really. I'm not a big fan. Uh, I do love me some VR, though. And uh, that's why I'm the, I'm the only one that has PSVR here. And, uh, yeah, we were interested. So I took a look. And I looked at it. And I don't know. I do not. I came in with, I came in with some low expectations, but I would be lying if I said I didn't have any fun with it. So I really okay. do not have an I I do not know how I'm going to vote at the end of this. Uh, I will say that I probably wouldn't have had this much fun uh, if I wasn't streaming. But the story story is cute. I don't really know that much about the story. I don't even know really Iron Man's backstory. The only Iron Man story, the re- the one that I like is the Black Sabbath Iron Man who goes to the future and then gets turned to steel and then takes revenge on the world so that's fucking metal as fuck to me dude but (laughs) (laughs) so needless to say iron man vr is definitely uh on the uphill climb in this review but i will say what's interesting is uh if you don't know somehow that we stream we do stream on the whimsic productions youtube channel uh we're playing games over there all the time and usually the games that we're reviewing we are streaming as well most of the time Uh, so go check that out but um i was watching the stream the entire time all three episodes uh i know palazzo you were there for a lot of it amanda you were there for a good bit as well yeah i watched i went back and watched all of it eventually so caught up with his series (laughs) yeah and I think the interesting thing is that we've started at polar opposite points. Because uh, I also am I'm a huge VR fan. Uh, but I'm also a big Marvel fan. Um, so I came in with like thinking that this is probably going to be an awesome game. Like who doesn't want to be Iron Man and fly around and blast stuff, you know? I'm like, how how could you drop this ball? It's so easy to, to make a yeah, good Yeah, the concept game. is so cool in, the, yeah. you know, in theory. 
And yet, I found myself, uh, as a viewer, I was like, Nick is very entertaining, but the game itself, snooze fest. <laughs> um, and, and I feel like the less interested I got, the more Nick started to enjoy it. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> So I'm definitely curious to see what it felt like from a player's perspective. Uh, but yeah, if any of you are interested in in seeing that playthrough, go check out the YouTube channel. Um, does anyone have any opening remarks or should we get into some questions for Nick? Oh, I mean, really quick. I Like you, I'm a big Marvel fan as well. But the stories seem to be like a bad Iron Man fan fiction mm. rather than... Give us the quote. I, I will. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> so... When I was watching Nick play this game, I, I texted John in the middle of the stream saying, <laughs> this game looks like a, one of the writers turned it into Disney and they rubbed their dick all over it and then just handed it back because the the script of this game was so just cheesy and there was jokes thrown in every single second and most right, of them but were isn't not that good. How a normal Marvel movie kind of... Yeah. No, 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 no. This was dialed Not up like to that. like 20 degrees or 20 yeah. times higher, you know? Like so I think this like, is, well, this is like rated T, so I wasn't, ex- I don't, you know, I wasn't expecting. It, which it was rated that, T? I think so, yeah. This was right, this should have been rated E for everyone. Yeah, this yeah. was a children's I, I was about game. You were literally fighting up. evil shapes for like half the game. That was, yeah, that's, I wanted to be like Iron Man in the first movie, because I, I, I yeah. at least saw that one, where he's coming out of the cave, like, shooting all the terrorists and stuff and at least fighting a face like the enemy had no face in this game yeah was, and, and this a, game it, it was made by like a pretty new studio it was like camouflage studios and they yeah. had done like one with a, with a j because they're fancy camouflage. Right. And, but marvel published it right so yeah. they had yeah. probably a ton of money at their disposal so it just surprised me that they weren't more innovative with <laughs> the the vr gameplay or e- even the voice actor was recycled if you didn't know the josh keaton who voiced iron man in this game he was spider-man in not uh the new wow. spider-man game but i in a thought bunch he of sounded like Spider-Man. spider-man he made yeah. he made some yeah. clips and i was like this is not tony stark this is peter parker like, yeah, yeah he did shattered dimensions um oh. edge of time he did friend or foe a, a oh, lot man, of Spider-Man i love spider-man friend or foe back <laughs> in the day but again, it just didn't sound like Tony Stark. It was like a Disney-fied version of it, which yeah. technically you could say is Spider-Man. You know, yeah. Pepper, I recognize her voice actress is in a lot of stuff. Uh, Jennifer Hale. Oh, I don't know exactly. What I can't think of right now, but I've heard her voice a million times. So I guess for this review, we're kind of we'll probably do a reverse order. It being a VR game. Uh, and being you know not super story heavy i think we can start with the narrative and how that felt and then go into the mechanics because i think that's where vr game either shines or fails i I don't know if you agree there but usually i feel like at least at at this point in time your vr game has to have rock solid mechanics you know sure sure yeah i will open to nick at first how did the narrative feel were you invested was it effective so no right away i was like i'm just gonna make up my own story here oh, no. and yeah. try to have fun with it because uh like right away he opens with some cheesy dialogue i already can't i can't even remember what it is mm-hmm. but um i will say though that as i went on the ending i i appreciated a little more like i thought they had a a decent message i guess like this was not thanos or anything but you could kind yeah. of understand where the villain was coming from in this 
Yeah. So they weren't super. That's one of the villains. The other one, the living laser, <laughs> the super cheesy, nerdy, evil guy who's just bad for the sake of being bad. That wasn't good. That, that was that was bad. Yeah. But um, I saw. So I guess this. We also predicted right away. Yep. Some. I don't. Do we there care is, about spoiling that? There is a character that? who gets introduced <laughs> and. It, visually and narratively and like everything about this character screams i'm gonna turn on you in a few chapters and sure <laughs> enough that's exactly what happens it, it feels like it's i felt like this is meant for kids like if i was i a agree te- a teenager or younger and i really loved iron man and since his vr you know i i would probably be pooping my pants i know for boomers you know we probably sound like the kids from uh from back to the future like this is a game where you have to use your hands that's a baby's game right because we're like <laughs> used to you know this is virtual reality like the it's the accomplish it's still an amazing accomplishment the game absolutely I yeah um, i think w- the sense that i got from it especially in the opening chapter the thing that i couldn't stop thinking as a viewer at least was that uh, it looks like if you know if we were like young kids who are, are big Marvel fans and you know not necessarily looking for super uh, meaningful narrative in our gameplay. Right. You know, if we were just we just want to play a game and we like Iron Man, like yeah. that looks like it could be fun. Like the um, to me, it reminded me of when I was young and I would go to like the arcade and play the Terminator game with my dad. Like, right. you know what I'm talking about? The, yeah, the ones where, like, you have the guns and you're shooting at the screen yeah. and there's kind of a story, but it doesn't matter. It's right. It feels like that. It feels like an arcade game. It definitely is an arcade game for sure. Even Especially... the story, it seemed, like, clocked into me. I don't know. And I don't know if that's because Marvel is just like, just get the game out. We just want a VR game. Make it and send it to us. You have two months. You're cheap. This is what we're paying you for it. So here yeah. you go. Or if it was because maybe COVID got in the way with uh, more I... development time because it, they did yeah. have that message at yeah. the end. Of the Interestingly, game. they mention at the end the like, uh, like good luck to everybody, or we uh, pray for everybody in the pandemic, and and also mentioning the riots as well, like the racial injustices. Yeah. It wasn't intrusive or anything. It came right at the end, like at the credits. It was. Uh, it was interesting and a, a, a nice touch, I guess. Like a, yeah, it seemed yeah. tactful for sure, but I, I just wasn't sure if maybe COVID had something to do with a rush development time or something, or if they just wanted to add that in to be nice. But It seems um, to me like it might have been out of concern for the release window. I mean, granted, you know, I it's not like I'm an expert on game development, but I feel like they probably had, at least narratively, which is what we're talking about, I, I'm sure that was done. But that message, like a lot of people, probably even skip that message because they let you skip the credits. I just felt like oh. I should put the credits in the video. I agree. Yeah, probably half the half of this team was really dedicated, and half this team was, yeah, let's just get it done. Like you know, if it, and it, it is like a it, new it, studio, so maybe I mean it's their first or second time. They're not probably it, they had a lot of pressure on them to write a good Iron Man game in like ten hours and do the VR implementation all that stuff so i forgive him for that i don't even know that i want to like throw the development team under the bus like i'm sure everyone you know probably put their hearts into it because making a game is no easy feat especially you know in vr as well like it's there are a lot of different considerations you have to take when you're developing a virtual reality game 
Uh, but you also just have to remember that they're working for the mouse and <laughs> yeah. what the mouse wants, the mouse gets, you know? So like they could very well have wanted to make some like dark, gritty Iron Man story or whatever, but Disney, especially like we said, like a VR game that it feels like it is kind of made for kids. Maybe that wasn't the intention, but it's something that Disney probably wants to push because they want it to be a family property where everyone can yeah. buy Iron Man VR and even the scene with Ghost, where it looked like they were trying to go for maybe horror elements in one section. Yeah. It he was cracking jokes the whole time too, so I'm like, oh, they, they had an opportunity here to do something cool, but it just well, I, still feels I like actually, a kid's game. I appreciated those moments where they tried to be scary. Like, yeah, they didn't. They don't scare me per se, but um, <laughs> there was that one moment where she did catch me. But I don't think it was meant to be scary. But I totally just looked away, yeah. turned back, and she was right in my face. <laughs> So, um, but they, I actually think they did a good job with those. Since you bring up Ghost, I guess let's talk about the use of characters and Marvel properties in this game, which I guess Benetato's not really your field. Uh, but I'm Is curious the living how these characters came across guy? for you. He might be, I'm not familiar with him. He's at least not from like the MCU. He might be some character they pulled out of a comic somewhere. Um, but, like, like some... Ghost and, you know, Fury and, like, these people, like, Pepper, like, they're all Friday. They're yeah. all real uh, characters. Right. The Living Lasers from the comics. Yeah. Living Lasers they... are real. <laughs> yeah. They just felt kind of blandish to me, you know? Like, I saw what they were going for personality-wise as a viewer, but I don't know. Did you, like, connect to the characters? I'm curious. Not at all. There's a lot of things where... Tony, even Tony himself would say things I didn't agree with. Something yeah. a little is turn off the music, you know, I'd be like, are you kidding me? He's jamming out over there. I'm jamming over here. You want him to shut that <laughs> off? Or he's like getting upset with Gunsmith. I was like, no, thank you for throwing down that giant laser and saving me, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, and you, you saw the shenanigans I was doing. I was putting my mm-hmm. hand on their faces, rubbing their heads, scratching their chins, whatever, punching yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, I I hate that Tony had to be a goody two shoes at that one part. So no, I did not connect. <laughs> Do you have anything else? I guess uh, narrative, or should we start talking about mechanics? It's not a very strong narrative, is it? Yeah, no, it, it seems that way. <laughs> no, I just didn't. I not that I expect. You know, I don't even expect Marvel to have really any super mature storylines or anything because it is a family thing now, especially with the, yeah. being for Disney. Yeah. The concept of being a flying iron dude, though, is awesome. Absolutely. So even if I, yeah, I could, I was having fun just just uh, living that, just role-playing that, I guess. Well, since you bring up, uh, when you were talking about the narrative, the fact that they force you to be a goody two-shoes and all of that, and that's necessary for narrative if you're telling a linear story, that's fine. But one of the things that struck me as odd, and I'm curious how it felt to you as a player being in the headset, you know, mm-hmm. was it felt like the game, especially for being a virtual reality game, did not give the player a lot of freedom. There was a lot of stuff you couldn't do. There were a lot of places you couldn't go. There was one section where it kept, it was like a short 30 second scene and then it would cut to black and load and another 30 second scene and it would cut to black and load. 
Did you feel like you were free in the game? Did you feel like you had a, a satisfying amount of choice as far as how you were approaching gameplay uh, and environments? No, I'm sure like the choices, like what what dialogue I wanted to select, I'm sure that mm-hmm. the and the uh, other character would have said the exact same response no matter what I picked. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Um, I really only felt f- free when I was flying around, like literally yeah. flying like a like a free bird, but. Um, and yeah, I would do stupid things, and characters wouldn't even react to it. Exactly, you know, slapping their butts, whatever. It, they <laughs> or they just stare at me. I like that, you know, they're tracking me with their eyes in their head, but I'm moving side to side. But why are they not thinking? Like, what the frick is this guy moving? Yeah, you know, his head back and forth like a, he's in a disco. Or even having them like react to your hand, like maybe not necessarily like ah, oh, don't do that, but you know, just like move out of the way when you right. put your hand somewhere. Or something like and, that. Because in the sections where you're Tony Stark, um, you, you would have to like click to teleport you, to a different yeah. location, right? I see and I don't of, get a that. Lot, a lot because of, there's a lot of VR games that do that. But if you have a game where like flying is pretty free and you have other VR games, like <laughs> I'm sorry I keep bringing it up, but Resident Evil 7 uh, where you could literally walk anywhere you want. Like I, I don't see how that's not a thing that people just do now in their VR games. There, Maybe it's tough. I, I there don't know. is a simple answer to that, and then I guess there's a variety of, of ways you could look at it. The main reason that that became a thing, especially at the onset of VR starting to become more popular, is uh, is a s- solution for motion sickness. Because the oh. problem is when your eyes are seeing that you are walking. But, you know, you're like your inner ear is telling your brain that you're standing still. That's when people get seasick in VR. So a lot of games, uh, at least on the PC front, I don't have experience with PSVR, but uh, a lot of times they would even give you the option where they go, okay, yeah. you can do free, free movement like in a game or you could teleport. Now, the thing with Iron Man that I saw, or maybe I was just misinterpreting, but it looked like there were set spots that you could teleport to. Yeah. It wasn't that you could pick where you could teleport to. So that may have been a, a development um, consideration to, uh, I guess, reduce workload or something along those right. lines by saying, okay, we need to develop this world and we know exactly where the player is going to be so we can fine tune so that no matter where they're standing, it's the experience we want to give them, but we don't have to worry about them like trying to climb into this little corner that we didn't anticipate, <laughs> that sort of thing. Mm. And to me, it it feels like in a VR game that would be unsatisfying. I understand the teleportation. And if, you, if you're going to make that the main mode of transport, I guess I'm okay with that because, again, Disney wants this to be as appealing to as many people as possible. So if you reduce right. the possibility of people getting motion sick, more people are going to buy it. But if you're going to do the teleportation, give us the freedom. Like, that's the fun of virtual reality, I feel. Did you feel restricted by that? Did that bother you? Uh, it didn't bother me as much because there's not a whole lot of gameplay in those areas true. where the teleporting mm-hmm. is required. I, I was true. bothered by there's a, that part where your suit's failing and they want you to kind of move slowly through the cave. Mm-hmm. And I have to I have the I have to move just with the thrusters. Yeah. But I'm moving so slow that at that point I wish I could have just walked. Like, yeah. Uh, or even in general, yeah. And if I want to get somewhere right next to me, I have to boost and overshoot it sometimes because I can't just walk there. I have to thrust with the palm thrusters that Iron Man uses yeah. to fly around everywhere. So, yeah, uh, they should have just given you the option, really. 
Was it fun to fly? Like, was that an enjoyable mechanic? Because yeah. that's the big selling point of the game. I, yeah, I wish that was in, like, Skyrim VR or something. A game <laughs> with more substance. <laughs> yeah. And even combat was kind of fun, honestly. Um, I really enjoyed that they put in the punching mechanic. Because I'm a big puncher in in the in my VR games. And I uh, mm-hmm. definitely started role-playing at the end. My movements were super robotic. I felt like I was... I was Iron Man. So. <laughs> Combat and flight were definitely my two big questions for you. Because that is the game. That yeah. is Iron Man. Yep. <laughs> so I was curious... Uh, in your gameplay, how how much you enjoyed that? Like, how free did the the flight feel? As far as were you, did it kind of feel like you were flying? Like, you know, was it was it that? Did you have a little bit at least of that moment of like awe? You know, when you're when you're so finally free and you can fly. I feel did like you feel like Spider Man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like there's some skill to the flying. But for the most part, it's a little too easy. Like uh, you saw where I'm literally making a stirring motion, like I'm cooking, I'm baking a cake or something with my hand or stirring a pot of soup, and I was still able to fly and go where I want because mainly it's where your head is pointed that he flies. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I couldn't pull off. I wish that it was harder so that I could pull off some more impressive, I guess, uh, I, I agree. As a viewer, I, I commented that at one point, but like it looked to me watching you, I wish that it was harder, not for the sake of challenge, but for the sake of um, being more entertaining to watch. And then not even entertaining to watch, but um, it looked like it just it was uninteresting gameplay because it it was almost like you were on a rail. And if you if they made it more challenging, yeah. not for the sake of the challenge, but for the sake of freedom. It gives yeah. the player more ability to experiment with stuff. They yeah. also make you... You're very floaty. You feel super light in this game. When I stop the yeah. thrusters, I'm like in... I'm, it's like I'm on the moon. Like low, very low gravity for some reason. And in the sections where you were like falling out of the plane at one point, it seemed very limiting with where you could look and what you could do too. Because there was one point where you kind of looked off to the left and then the game told you, no, look back down because this is a scripted section, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know if you remember that, but I'm like, eh, it's VR. Like, why, why can't I just do that? It's fine if I'm yeah. falling and I need to do something, but give me the freedom to, like, you know, look around and enjoy the world that looking. you made. When we've seen games like like Half-Life Alex, as someone who I, I haven't yeah. even played that game yet, but yeah. you see the unprecedented amount of freedom that you get. And, I mean, there's jank because in a, <laughs> in a virtual reality game, you know, I saw something where there's like a scripted event in an elevator, but the person triggered it without going in. And then, so like the cutscene started and eventually just ended up getting teleported to the next area because you're supposed to get like knocked out or something like that. And and she wasn't in the elevator. But also in games like Skyrim even, because it's an open world, like that freedom translates well. So it it seemed like they were going for that arcadey linear path. Um, but because it is tied to your body, it seems so jarring that they kept trying to railroad you into where they wanted you to be. Let's also talk about combat. How did combat feel? Because it looked like the game gave you a variety of weapons and ways to approach the combat, uh, (laughs) based on like hand motions, it seemed was the kind of thing. 
How did that feel? Was that awkward? Was it fun? Did you so, feel like there was enough of a difference between the weapons to justify? For whatever reason, the first time I was playing and I got first introduced to the called the auxiliary weapons, which is like your, I guess your secondary weapons, yeah. whatever that you can equip, that you can choose to equip before the mission. Only one of them really interests me. Uh, I tried a couple and they just sucked and there's only one of them that really stood out. So I just used that one for the whole game. Um, mm-hmm. the cannon that just fires like 50 rounds before I have to reload. Cause I can't re the game doesn't let me reload on my own. I have to empty the whole thing first and then oh. it decides to reload. And I don't like that, but they wanted me do to do those auxiliary weapons. You have to bend your wrist down. Uh, so kind of like the cannon will shoot out from your wrist instead of from like your palm where he shoots those fireballs or whatever. And at first, it was super <laughs> awkward because for whatever reason, I had to do it like a T Rex. Yeah. My first, my first uh, time playing, my first session, I guess. But then I guess when I adjusted it later for the other sessions, uh, it was very natural to bend my arm okay. like that. And so, yeah, um, I liked that. There was only one auxiliary weapon that I liked, but I, I loved using it. The primary weapon was fine, but mainly I, I punched through this game. Yeah, and that to yeah. me was... I'm glad they added that because that was a lot of fun for me. But So combat, yeah, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have, have some fun with the combat. Mm. Um, not, not too crazy. I was going to ask in regards to the combat, like, did it feel repetitive at one point? Did you get kind of bored or anything like that just because when i was watching there was i don't know i feel like i would have gotten bored yeah definitely there's some parts there's especially enemies where you have to wait for they're dictating the fight like uh Mm. they choose when they're vulnerable to attack well like when they attack you have to wait for Mm. them so that gets really stale because you just it's just stalling i'm just trying to get on with the game and yeah i think playing this game in little chunks is better to digest that because it'll feel fresh the next day but yeah it can definitely for sure get repetitive and you get more bang for your buck because the game's short right it's not a long game yeah the game's 40 bucks so we should probably for every every dollar that's every minute we should spend reviewing (laughs) 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 our games yeah oh man we went way over on Bioshock then hey that that's a special boy. That's emotional dollars. Did uh did you I don't even remember if this was a thing you could do. Did it let you use his uni beam? His it uh, did. chest laser. It did and I I barely used it. Yeah, I, I oh, okay. that wasn't that wasn't that fun to me. Just like a one-shot gotcha. laser. Um and the, like the the ending fight, I don't know if I'll, I should spoil, but I'll just say the ending fight is when I was the most like, not even Iron Man in character per se, but like I I was in character, but not as Iron Man. I was just like, yeah, as the dude, dude with the Iron Man suit, <laughs> yeah, with a robot suit, and I felt scary, and I felt overpowered, and I was punching things, I was flamethrowing things, I was shooting things, and doing my robot voice, <laughs> and ground pounding things chasing after the robots i could tell i could see the fear in their processors like yeah that i guess that's what that was fun 
Guess who? Oh, you guessed it. Yep, it's uh, it's me again with another quick message for all of you. Hey, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. I just wanted to butt in real quick and say that we are currently officially in the last few days of our Indiegogo. Our launch campaign is closing out this weekend, so I wanted to give a quick reminder to anyone who may be interested to go ahead and check that out. Remember that donations of any amount, our lowest reward tier is $10, but you can go in and set a custom amount even just for $1, and those donations, everyone will be rewarded with access to our Discord for life. We're really trying to encourage that because we want to build a community with all of the listeners and know what kind of stuff you want to see in the future. So getting in on that Discord and being able to vote and chat with us is going to be a great way to do that if you like what we're doing and you want to help shape it in the future. And if you're interested in requesting a special episode for review or even coming on the show and reviewing a game with us, those rewards will of course be going away once the Indiegogo ends this weekend. So be sure to check that out. Once again, we want to give a real special thank you to all of our founding parents, including Adriana Larcon, Juan Sorrilla, Will Williams, Anne Baird, Jerry Benetados, Katrina Scott, Carolina Riverol, Alejandro Larcon, and Giovanni Sorrilla. Thank you all so much for the support. We launched the show just about a month ago, and honestly, we've received so much more love than we could have hoped for, so we really appreciate it. And if you're listening and looking for a way to support the show, but can't necessarily contribute financially, word of mouth is our best friend. So if you know anyone who you think might enjoy what we're doing over here, please link them through, share some episodes with them, and tell them that they should buy the podcast, though. (laughs) And if you like what we're doing here, please consider checking out our other podcasts, Dungeons and Drimbus as well. We have a full three-episode mini-arc up already, complete with a behind-the-scenes episode, and pretty soon we're going to be doing our first full-length first season of a campaign, so make sure you're subscribed over there for that. Again, as always, you can find all of our links to pretty much anything you want to find on whimsicproductions.com. Thank you all so much. I'll let you get back to the episode. Before we get into uh, graphics and performance, I want to I'm curious how immersed you felt in the game, I, particularly in regards to the environment, because I know we, we kind of commented on it a lot. It takes place in, uh, is it Tokyo at one point? Uh, Shanghai, China. Shanghai, Shanghai. Um, so it takes place in Shanghai at one point, and the city was just dead. You know, there was no one yeah. around. Like there were, it, it looked like a like an old you know like N sixty four game where it's like yep. there are buildings but it's not really a city. No, the environments suck. They are very bland and yeah, like mm-hmm. Shanghai, China has nobody in it, no cars in it, and they're pretending like it's all inhabited. So they'll put little police sirens like to show, oh, we're in danger. You'll scan a building and it'll say there's people in it. But not really, and then mm-hmm. I and I shot up that building afterward, just for fun. <laughs> but it didn't do anything. There's no destruction or anything like that. That would have helped a lot. Some kind of yeah. old destructibility or something. Um, there was the mission in the valley where I was like, oh, this would be so cool if there were other human beings that I could be sneaking around on, like in Crisis or something. Yeah. Uh, with my, because I had the perfect camo suit and I had these trees, so I felt like, yeah, that would be. I would love to be like a cybernetic stalker or something. But there's, it's obviously it's not a stealth game. It's just shoot the drones. The game. What about the indoor environments? 
so I only liked those when it was trying to be spooky, scary. Yeah, I gotcha. thought they were doing a pretty good job. Um, there was a cute little puzzle, I guess, when and that one in the cave. Okay, so next up, I guess, uh, and you can tackle these together, I suppose, but for me, is graphics and performance, especially in VR where people are kind of more prone to, like we were talking about earlier, possibly getting sick and all of that. Uh, I, I guess on two fronts, how smooth did you feel everything was presented as far as did anything feel jarring? Did it feel natural to be in where you were? And then also, was it immersive again? So like, did it look clean to you? Did did it feel real, you know, to a to a reasonable, de- to a satisfying degree um, as far as how it ran and how it looked? Um. So... Yeah, I guess I'll start with the immersive stuff. I love they have little foods like sandwiches, grapes, cherries, whatever that you can pretend to eat and like put it <laughs> to your mouth and Tony will chomp on them. You can put a drink into your mouth and he'll make glurping glurp- noises. Uh, he's apparently like the strongest hero even without <laughs> his suit because you can juggle 45-pound weights like they're ping pong balls. Uh, and they add a nice little, uh, even a literal arcade mach- like basketball hoop machine there, mm-hmm. uh, punching bag, cute little stuff like that. Uh, he has his douche glasses. I don't know what those are for, <laughs> but you can. I was throwing those in the air to be would, a douche, would, of course. Yeah, I did the classic. Like, I would throw it up in the air with one hand, catch it in the other, and then throw the glasses on. That was <laughs> that was fun to do. Uh, so I, yeah, while the indoors weren't that fun. They adding that helps, you know. I could do a lot of goofy stuff on stream. Yeah. I guess it was fun for me. Every time I saw a book, I would throw it across the room. And, uh, <laughs> oh, you could open it, and, and you could even turn one page, or so that yeah. was pretty cool. And then yeah, the book would teleport back, and I just keep throwing whatever. But so not super immersive story wise, but yeah, these little gimmicks they throw in like that help. Um, the suit when you're when you're booting up the suit, it shows all the little lights coming on, and mm. and Zark will breathe on the suit with his heavy breath, and it'll fog. Yeah. Up oh, the I mouth saw that. That was part. cool. Did you like the comic book aesthetic of it? Because normally with superhero games, I'm all about bright colors, comic booky, make a superhero game fun. Unless it's like Batman or something, and the atmosphere needs to be dark. But I'm curious to hear from you if in a VR game, if that kind of pulled you out of it, if you felt like you were, oh, I'm in this cartoony superhero world. It doesn't really feel like I'm there doing stuff. Yeah, know? it did feel like that. I was Cartoony? Was cartoony, yeah. Okay. For sure. Another thing um, I'm curious, as far as, like, you brought up the, the magazines and the books and I could open it. Yeah. I thought that was a cool little mechanic, but then the text would just, literally, there was no text, it was just lines. It they was would like do a, one, one, like, pair... A heading. Not even paragraph. Yeah, like a heading in, in real text mm-hmm. and then, yeah, lines where there's nothing to read. Yeah. Um, As someone who has played more PSVR, because in, in PC I feel like uh, developers are often more willing to leverage the power of the high end and throw in more features, even if they know that some people aren't going to be able to run it. Whereas I assume when you're developing for a platform like PSVR... I'm sure Sony or whoever is probably like, no, this needs to run just as well on the PS4 Pro as it does on the base PS4. Um, so I'm curious how, on this front of like graphics and performance and, and all of that, 
how that compared to other experiences you've had in VR. Did this feel equally fully baked or was it maybe lacking in comparison? No. Um, the graphics were actually, while they're not that great, they're better than I was expecting because okay. a game like Skyrim VR that I, I play a decent amount of, um, they really turn they turn the graphics back down for that to get your mm-hmm. to keep that nice frame rate um but they also have very low draw distance in Skyrim yeah. VR lower than the normal one um and this game I didn't notice any draw distance problems like I probably yeah my range for my weapons might not be that far but I could see things from pretty far away um and I don't think there was a lot of frame drops and so I, th- I would say it looked better than Skyrim VR and ran just as smooth. Okay. I guess. Oh, you know what bugged me? Um, and this might be a VR limitation, but the loading screens. Yeah. And the oh load times, it, they were agonizing at points. Yeah. And they were quite frequent, too. Yeah. And yet when a big story moment was happening, I guess, like after fighting a bunch of waves, it would just black me out really fast and then load me in front of the bad guy for him to yell at me and I couldn't move while he's giving his monologue. Ah, So there's a restriction there too, yeah. I tried doing little skits with my loading screens. I would go fishing. I would make a pizza. I would make hand puppets, whatever. But I was running out of ideas. No, you you did a great job. You did a great job. They were so long. Like they had so many... Like no, Skyrim has a lot, but they don't load that. They're not that long. You, know, you load in mm-hmm. to the house for like five seconds, and then you're in the house. This no, was man, you were putting long. your degree to use. It, it was great. <laughs> you did. You did great. Thank you. <laughs> so, so on that front of of performance uh, and, and all of that, so you feel would you feel safe recommending this to maybe someone who who it's maybe their first experience in VR, or do you think it might be? you might need to start them out with something a little more tame. Hmm. Oh, I guess it depends on whether they get motion sickness because exactly, I don't. Yeah. I mm. don't. Um, I can play for a bit before I guess my eyes might hurt or something. Was it a comfortable experience, I guess? is the Yeah, I was comfortable. I'd say okay. I was pretty comfortable uh, with the right setting. Yeah, you had to make sure whatever because – my arms in this game were super long at first when i was <laughs> yeah. starting it up i had six feet arms or something so make the right adjustments or else you're gonna have to do t-rex arms and it's gonna feel very unnatural and, and i don't know if this will help people anyone listening that does get motion sickness i know this is the case in resident evil but there's a setting in your vr headset that adjusts the camera to um, track your head movements and follow along no matter where you look. And there's also a setting to make it uh, a snapped camera when you turn. And I've heard if you go to the snapped setting instead of the other one, it makes it better for people to get motion sickness or that's easier for your eyes to adjust to. So I don't know if that's in Iron Man VR or not, but that yeah, I had help. turning. I, my turning was set on gradual instead of snaps because I like the smooth turning, but you can... Yeah. You can set it to snap at like 15 degrees or 30 degrees. Or if you're a weirdo, I guess 90 degrees. You can snap <laughs> and look in just four directions with each press of the button. Gotcha. But it's good to know we have those options uh, to accommodate people who may not feel as comfortable. In right. VR. For sure. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's a comfortable experience for people starting for the first time cool. in VR. Okay. I guess the last thing from me, at least, is um, 
technically did you run any because uh, i know you mentioned like the arms and all of that i remember seeing that other than that did you run into any glitches bugs or just like kind of game breaking moments anything that people should be aware of going in or did it feel polished so besides t-rex arms there was mm-hmm. a that happened on stream and yes. at least i noticed it but uh, I was in the loading screen, but it was pitch black for me. But I could, I think I was like hearing the loading screen kind of ambient noise. So I suspected mm-hmm. I was. And I aimed apparently in the right spot and clicked like uh, start the next mission while like it was completely black. So gotcha. thankfully I saved it, but that was on stream. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, we, those are the two bugs that I, so you might load without having vision and, Good luck find good luck finding the start button for the next mission. Otherwise, I guess you have to close app. But that wasn't a recurring thing for you, was it? No, that was once, and the T Rex gotcha. arms was once. Yeah. Okay, so overall, relatively well, well baked, I guess. Yeah, they did a good job, actually. Like, it's not, it's hard to make a VR combat flying game, right? Mm. So, I still think they did a pretty decent job. Like, I can, I can respect it. Yeah. All right. Does anyone else have any outstanding questions? Because I think you you covered most of my curiosities. Yeah, Mostly same, I pretty really. much hit. Would you play this game again? Mm. Okay. If I was <laughs> really bored, really bored with nothing better to do, like I've played every other good game, I guess, or I was just sick of every other good game, that yes, maybe, possibly, maybe I can see myself throwing on because this game desperately needs some heavy metal. But I would definitely <laughs> throw on the heavy metal, go to that my favorite mission with the flamethrowers. That's all I'm going to say about that. Damn. And, uh, yeah, really get into character. And, you, I would ha- yeah, I would have to make my own fun, but I mm-hmm. think I could maybe possibly play it again for a little bit. Like if Were you able to make your own fun in the training mission areas? Because the game oh. peppered you with training missions. Unfortunately, no. This game suffers from... I can't believe they haven't learned this from Superman 64, like flying through those rings that everyone, <laughs> every YouTube video brings up when they talk about the, the Flying through rings in a time trial is not fun. And they should have known that by now. And I'm ashamed. They shouldn't be ashamed for that one. I'm sorry. But you could have done anything else. Uh, Waves is also a cheap way of getting out of it, but Waves would still be more fun than that. It, it was definitely to prolong gameplay because it's a... I, what did I do? Six to eight hours or something? I yeah, guess. I think it ended up being somewhere seven to eight-ish. Yeah. Compared to other VR games that you've played, where does it stack amongst those? On the lower end of entertainment, higher end? Like, uh, where lower. Would it sit? I'm lower. Still, I'm still playing Skyrim VR. This one, I'm not... I'm not sure about, and uh, yeah, hopefully I can try Resident Evil 7. That sounds yeah. Good. If you're That's interested in point. that, uh, <laughs> feel free to shoot us a tweet or talk to us on Discord, and uh, we might force Nick to, to stream that for all of you. But yeah. Pee his pants a little bit. <laughs> yeah, please. I, I, I want to pee my pants. Do you feel like you're ready for a vote, or does anyone else want to hit anything else? Hmm. Well, all right. I I think so. In the case of Iron Man VR, Nicholas Benetatos, holder of the iron suit, how (laughs) do you vote? Okay. 
So, it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I I did make my own fun, but I still had fun nonetheless. Streaming helped. Stupid gimmicks helped. Role-playing helps. <clears throat> the price helps, because that price is low. It's a bit of a stretch, but I'm not going to pretend like they didn't work hard and they deserve some money, right? So... <clears throat> I'm uh, still, and unless you're a huge superhero fan, Iron Man fan, I'm gonna have to say you should Ooh. not buy this game. Wow! It is not a must buy at all. It is a cheap thrill, fun experience. It's still fun, but it's not a must buy. And there are better things you could be doing. You heard it here first, folks. Do not buy Iron Man VR. Save up your quarters. Go play Terminator at the arcade. Maybe with a lower price drop, I could. Uh, Maybe suggest. with a lower <laughs> price drop, I. Could. But we don't. We don't go halfsies on this show. You either buy it or you don't. And I'm saying yeah. no. You don't should buy. not buy. Do not buy. Don't buy, at least not now, not until a price drop, maybe $20, and then maybe buy, but don't buy. Is this like a new thing we're doing? Is that no, I certainly hope you not. Buy, it's you buy or you don't, and no, you should not buy it. And that's should I maybe kind of buy it, though? No. That's my, this is my suggestion. You should not buy all right. That being said, you know, it comes over later and you somehow have a PSVR sitting in your attic and uh, it's it's 20 bucks or something. $5. And you're bored. It's $5 and you're bored, then yeah, you know, throw it on, laugh at the game for a bit and then turn it off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for what it's worth, as a viewer, I think I agree with you. I, I very nearly fell asleep at some points. And... Yeah, and I feel sorry, you know. It sucks. <laughs> Yeah, based on what I watched, I would not pay $40 for that experience. It's just so upsetting. It's so much potential was in this. Mm-hmm. Just the concept itself, there's so much potential. Just yeah. not even the lore, just being a yeah. super suit that flies around with all these mech abilities. It, it is a huge letdown because for me, I remember when I played Spider-Man PS4. Uh, one of the things I was hoping for was that maybe Insomniac would make an Iron Man game in with that sort of spirit in mind. Because it seemed like that formula of getting the upgrades and the gadgets and unlocking all the suits and having fun gameplay. Yeah. Iron Man, being able to fly around and all that, it seemed like it had a lot of potential. So in VR, I feel like that's almost what I was hoping for. Like a, right. a shortened version of the Spider-Man experience adapted to Iron Man. Um, well, clearly, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. They're supposed to be doing like a Marvel video game universe. Yeah. And Spider-Man was the first game for that. And I think Avengers is the next one. So I thought it was weird that they made this side thing, this side Iron Man experience. Like, But it's a I, different I don't know. company, right? Insomniac. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, but a... the Avengers game is being done by Square Enix, but it's going to be oh. under that blanket of the video game universe. So I, I don't know what they're doing. I really don't. I suppose it's it's in the same vein of like you get different directors for the movies, but in this case, you yeah. get different production companies to fit the style of the game you're going for. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you mentioned yeah you mentioned Spider Man, and again, I don't like superheroes, but even I can't deny that combat is super fun because they saw mm-hmm. the potential. And they went with, and they they executed it 
really well. Yeah, it's it's a perfect balance of, you know, for someone like you and someone like me where uh, as someone who doesn't enjoy superheroes, the mechanics are engaging for you. And as someone who does, for me, even doing stupid stuff like finding the backpacks or the suits, like all of that, that's extra content that the fans get to enjoy. But the game itself is still very good. Um, and this game feels like, honestly, it feels like it falls short on both ends. I expected it to be most entertaining to people who love Iron Man. But I think the mechanics are a little better than the the fan service, so to speak. Um, feels like a cash grab. Make an Iron bit, Man experience bit, yeah. and dish it out bit, to yeah. people. You'll play the real Iron Man, hopefully, in Marvel's Avengers. But we'll see, I guess, when we review that one. Make sure, make sure you subscribe for our episode when when that finally comes <laughs> out. But yeah, yeah. With that said, I think that's it for Iron Man VR. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to hear um, more content, make sure you subscribe. We'll be covering Avengers eventually, like we said, when that comes out. If there are certain games that you want to see specifically, make sure you get in on our Discord or follow us on social media and let us know because we want to know what you want to see so we can hit up that Patreon. Hit up that Patreon. Uh, Link in the show notes. Go check it out. I guess we'll talk at you next week. Bye, friends. Goodbye. Goodbye. That was tame. I'm proud of you, (laughs) Palazzo. That was that was a nice simple hit. goodbye. <laughs> that was this one. I added the the reverb at the end. Ah. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs>